0: So apparently, blogging is out, as done, which I get. There's so many blogs out there, and there's so many how-tos that, like, we don't even read them anymore. Like, I honestly I go onto a page and I see how many um, pop-ups or ads or highlighted link, you know, link tags there are on a article before I even start reading it. You know, because I'm going to be getting pop-ups, or I'm going to not be able to finish it, or it's not even worth it. So, blogs are out. Um, I'm not sure how in podcasts are still, but this seems like a logical choice for me, because I talk a lot. (laughs) And it's much easier than typing, actually. So, what do I want to talk about, right? I am a single mom, shocker, right? So many women are. I'm a, a single mom. I'm a full-time student. And um, I actually want to replace that, that title, that single mom title. I'm not a single mom. I don't feel like a single mom. I feel like an only parent. To me, a single mom is someone who is divorced or separated, is not, you know, together with the father of their child. And although that's true for me, I was never with him Um, he's never been around so I'm it like I am his only parent and when I say his only parent I'm talking about my son Mateo he's five he just turned five in March and he is the light of my life obviously and people say that, and I, and even I say it right now. I say it, and I'm sure that to you it sounds, like, very cliché, very standard. But to each individual person to say that, that statement, like, this kid is the light of my life. Like, he makes, <clears throat> I'm <supposed> to cry. <laughs> I will not cry. He makes life worth it. Yeah. Without him, without his life my life would be very dim in comparison and i and i know that and i recognize it and i'm grateful for it and he loves it when i tell him i am so lucky to be your mommy i don't know how i got so lucky and he just shrugs and says, i don't know <laughs> he's just the cutest thing and the smartest thing and You know, when babies are born, if you have a baby, well, I did. I saw this pure, innocent little being and um, at that time I vowed, you know, like I had made the, the decision to dedicate myself to being the best mom that he could have. Give him every opportunity possible because I knew that I had set him up for a late start. You know, in comparison to the children that were born into two-parent households with a mom and a dad. Even if they're separated, they know who their dad is. Mateo will never know his dad. Honestly, like, it sounds so cold and morbid to say it, but in the, the most selfish way possible, only thinking about me, it would be so much easier if he had died. Because I could, t- I could t- play him up, you know, like, your dad was such a good man, your daddy loved you, your daddy wanted you so badly, but he died. Like, it was out of his control. Versus the truth. Which is, daddy was married. And he tried to save his marriage, rather than be your dad. And the sad part is, his marriage fell apart. I mean, his marriage is a pro- broken to begin with, you mean like, where I entered the story. Because no happily, healthy, love, you know, man that's in a happy, healthy, loving relationship, marriage, is going to be at my house at 2 o'clock in the morning, knocking on my window. Now, I'm not saying I'm innocent. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not innocent at all. I, I knew he was married. I knew that, um, he was an idiot, I knew that I didn't want to be with him, but it was two o'clock in the morning, he'd gotten dropped off at my house, and to me, because this is just, the way, like, that shows you where my mind was, you know, like, how I was functioning, to me, it was easier to fuck him and make him leave, and get him to leave, you know, because he got what he wanted, give it to him, get him out of my house. And um, yeah, sure enough, you know, we, we fucked, and then he left shortly thereafter. <laughs> However, yeah, my life changed forever. I was twenty-seven years old, living in LA, working a decent job at a homeless shelter, you know, as a as a uh, middle management, making decent money enough to survive in LA by myself, and. Um, My lifestyle was not a good one, not a healthy one, not a positive one, not one that I would bring a child into for damn sure, but here I was, pregnant, and when I told him, he told me, I wish you could be a better, I wish I could be a better man, I wish I could be there for him, he left me all this in a voicemail, by the way, I remember dropping off Mateo at at, um, daycare. Because he had to go to daycare since he was less than a year old. Um, I dropped off at daycare and I had left. And I always made it a point because they, they made signs, you know, as you walked into the building. Uh, often to, as reminders to parents that these children have been waiting for you all day and they want to see you put your fucking phone away for that moment. So I always made it a point to leave my phone in the car when I picked him up. Or dropped him off because that was his time, you know, that's his moment. And when I got back in the car from dropping him off, I had a missed call from a private number and a voicemail. I never, ever check voicemails, ever. Like if I was checking my voicemail right now, I probably have over you know a dozen voicemails because I don't ever check them. If you really want to get a hold of me, if you really want to tell me something, <laughs> you will text me. Um, for some reason that day, I check the message immediately, and I'm driving to work. And his voice comes across. You know, cause it's a private number. I have no idea who this is. And as soon as his voice comes across the receiver, receiver, I mean, instantly I know who it is. And I have a physical reaction of, I guess, disgust, of anger, hatred. Like just hearing his voice, just, you know, and he immediately proceeded to tell me the whole, I wish I was a better man. Now, however, this is after, um, I didn't have a choice when I applied for welfare, the welfare mandated that we open up a child, uh, um, child support case. Um, because I was going to be receiving benefits so I'm not gonna to lie to you at first I tried to say that I was raped I told the county worker I was like oh, I was raped because in my head that was just pride though I was like fuck him you know. I could do it myself da, da, da. well they said hey, hey if you were raped to you me you make a police report and of course I, would, I was not gonna do that <laughs> So I, t- I I was I could have done that I really could have but I was so um, disgusted with him because I had given him the chance like um, I'm not going to ask you for money please just be there for him, be his dad so that he has a person to point at like, oh yeah, that's my dad that's all I wanted for my son you know, I did not have a dad so, yeah anyhow um as soon as we got the DNA test results because he requested one when I filed for child support. They summoned him, they served him with child support papers, you know, and he requested a child support, or a DNA test, which we went and did, and I bawled through the entire test. Like I was crying as they're swabbing my mouth, as they're swabbing his mouth, because my son is like the literal, like little mini clone of his dad. And had his dad even met him one time, he would have seen that. But anyhow, get the results back, right? In the mail. And he calls me, and tells me I wanna meet my son. Okay, I, I was overjoyed. Because let me tell you, okay, 27 on my own in LA, I wasn't exactly like the most giving person, you know? I was incredibly selfish. My life was mine and I was more than okay with the idea of co-parenting. That's what I wanted. I wanted him to step, like, we both fucked up. That's the reality. We both fucked up. I should have said no, he should have never been there to begin with. But I didn't, and he was, and here we are. You know, we have a son. And I, I honestly can tell you from the bottom of my heart, I expected him to say the exact same thing, kind of like, well, fuck, fuck it. You know, what can I do? My son, my son is not a fuck up. He's not a mistake. He is the result of poor choices, like poor actions. However, he is the biggest, greatest blessing of my life. I don't regret him not one single day. Even though, yeah, my life did change. I went from having money in my pocket every day, you know, as a new makeup, clothes with tags on it, still in my closet. Um, Being... And, and, you know, something something I didn't think of, and I know that most people don't understand until you're in the situation. I was, so I'm Mexican, right? I'm his, I'm of Mexican descent. My parents were both born in Mexico. My mom has since gotten her citizenship, and my dad has gone back to Mexico, right? So I'm first-generation born here. There is still that stigma of being una niña de tu casa, una niña buena. You know, a good girl, a one that's from home, niña de casa, which means not a girl from the street. You know? Oh, yeah, she has her home, and that to me was very important because I had grown up without a dad. Everyone was like, "Oh, she's gonna get pregnant." My aunts, his sisters, she's gonna get pregnant young. She's gonna do it. And I had prided myself on making it to my late twenties, not pregnant without a child, you know? Which I, I, it was the only one of all of my friends in high school, the only one that made it to that age without children. So I was proud. And when people would ask me, why don't you have any kids? I'd be like, because I'm not married, you know? That shit bit me in the fucking face. <laughs> so, when I was pre- found out I was pregnant, and he dipped. There was so much stigma behind being pregnant and alone. That's where the whole only parent started. Because I wanted, people would ask me, so what did his dad say? Like, they would be so excited for me. And then I was so depressed. I mean, I guess I could have lied. I was so depressed. Like, yeah, I would tell people and then there was this stigma of like, oh, oh. So he's not around. <laughs> and it was was mortifying mortifying and eventually I just started saying I'm an only parent and you know what I found? that most people like people with fucking common decency and (laughs) verigüenza they wouldn't press the issue they would uh, almost like I'm sure they had lots of questions, like, well, where where is he? Where, you know, why? But because I stated it to them like that, like, oh, no, I'm an only parent. Um, They didn't ask anything else. They they accepted my answer, and that was that. So I like that. I don't want to explain to anyone else where Marcos is not. You know? I've already had to ask, answer, Mateo. I've had to answer the, why doesn't my daddy call me? So I've had to make the choice of, do I lie to him to preserve his heart? You know, to not let him have anger in his heart? Do I lie to him, something pretty, you know? circle code it in something pretty and tell him your daddy's far away but he misses you and he loves you I did that for a long time for a long time five years you know I, I gave Marcos a spot I gave him a chance and then I'm done I'm done giving him a chance I'm done giving him a spot it's not about him it's about our son. And so now when Mateo has said, um, why hasn't my dad called me? I just tell him, I don't know. I don't know, baby, I don't know. And before I would, um, <laughs> I would threaten him, I'm gonna call your dad. Oh yeah, keep it up, keep it up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call your dad right now, and it would work. He would stop <laughs> doing whatever he was doing, you know, to fucking to pay attention, to listen to me, to mind me. And when Marcos, when I finally decided that that was it, I'm, that, that was it. He's not gonna come back into his life. Um, I sat Mattel down and I told him, I promise you, I will never threaten you with your dad again. I will never threaten that your daddy is going to come to yell at you or to reprimand you or discipline you because your dad's not here with us right now. He's not here today. Mommy's here today. And so you need to listen to me. I, I said it a little bit more stern. I kind of said, you, kind of, you need to fear me is <laughs> what I said. Like, you don't need to be fearing your dad. You need to fear me. I'm the one that's here enforcing rules every single day. Not your dad. And he, you know what? It's never gotten to the point again where I've had to use Marcos' name. And Martel has not asked for him again. It, it took a long time for me to accept that that's where I stood. I was one of those baby mamas. First of all, I hate that word, baby mama. I was one of those baby mamas that told their baby's daddy to stay the fuck away. I hated that. I always hated women like that. And you know, in Spanish to say, la lengua castiga. Because sure enough, here I am. Maybe like three weeks ago, I told Mercos, stay gone. Just stay gone, dude. Like, you cause way more damage every single time you come back around and then disappear. Just stay gone. I got him. I'm taking care of him as I have been. This is my son. Don't call him your son anymore. Um, Because, I mean, he never claimed him. He never, like, publicly claimed him to anybody. He would post pictures of his other sons, you know, the ones from his marriage, and talk about how... Um, much his two sons like he would make it a point an emphasis to say his two sons when this motherfucker has three okay so when he would do things like that that's what caused my anger that's what caused me to like not see him as Mateo's dad that's not his dad that's not him looking out for him you know what I mean he didn't even call Mateo on his fucking birthday So, before you have children, you know, or before you're in any situation, any tough situation like that, you say all kinds of things that you know that you would do. And you know what? When I said him, I totally meant him. I totally expected myself to rise above and live and be above that, you know? And I tried. I swear to God on everything in my life, I tried. I tried to co-parent with him as much as possible. You know, knowing that he didn't want to, want to do it, knowing that ultimately it was just me. I would still call him and be like, so what do you think about this school? He's going to start kindergarten. What do you think about this school? What do you think about this? What do you better think about this option? What should we do for him about this? And he would give little little, little word, word, one worded inputs. But we both knew ultimately it was my choice and it was on me to make it happen. So I kind of feel that freedom now, because I, I, I wanted it so bad. I wanted to give it, give that to Mateo so bad. That two-parent household, you know, like, I never in a million fucking years would I have chosen the dad that he got. You know, had it been, had I been aware that that one time that I had sex with a condom, I wouldn't, I would get pregnant. Because I had sex with condoms, always. And have sex with everyone, you know? I wanted to be perceived as a good girl. So, I would get booty calls or I would get friends, like Marcos <laughs> and hook up with them. That would not make me a hoe, you know, I'm not a hoe. If I have a steady booty call, I'm not sleeping around, I'm not hoeing around, I'm not a hoe. Well, guess what? <laughs> when I got pregnant, you know, and the whole world found out Actually, they didn't find out until um, after he was born, and I piled for child support because was never told anyone. I think the hardest thing that I had to accept was. Um, to forgive him, to forgive Marcos without an apology, because this guy's never going to apologize, he's always going to blame me, he's going to say, I ruined his marriage when I filed for child support, let alone, like, let's put aside the child support was for his kid to eat, no, he do not care, I ruined his life, I ruined, you know, whatever, fine, I ruined it, it's fine by me, because guess what, my life got ruined too. He doesn't see that, like nobody sees that. That I feel like i was gypped of the opportunity to um, have belly rubs, to have a baby shower, to just be excited. And now that I have a son, fuck, dating, and that's a whole other. That's a whole nother enchilada. <laughs> like, it took me three years to fucking get myself out of this depression where right to gain over 100 pounds. I mean, I I still think I'm clinically depressed, but I'm able to function and have a good day and be, you know what I mean? Not happy all day, every day, but I'm happy for the most part. I think this blog will help because right now it's am a blog. Not a blog, Podcast. Because just now, just reading, just talking, not even planning a full program, I feel better. I was having a really shitty fucking day. Just, you know, I'll randomly remember like, fuck, how the fuck did you just walk away from here? How, how did you make the conscious choice of, I'm going to pick these two kids over this other kid even though they're all carrying my blood like I'm not looking forward to it obviously because that's pain for my child but Marcus is going to have to answer one day he's going to have to answer Mathiel look him in the face and be like why did you walk away from me like, it shouldn't matter who his mom is. That's his kid. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess that's the end for right now. I like this, though. I'll probably be adding... I guess they were saying, talking about adding segments and commercials and music. and Let's do this damn thing. I like it. I think that there's a lot of uh, moms out there who... Who battle with stigma, whatever it be, whether it be the other woman stigma or just a single poor mom stigma, whatever it is, I think I hope you guys could relate to it. You know, maybe even um, get some use from whatever the fuck I'm saying <laughs> that day or previously. Anyhow, I look forward to it. I really do. I'm looking forward to it. I think that this is the positive step for me and for Mattel, of course. Cause I don't make a step without him in mind. Uh, stay tuned. Nith. lots more to come. I'm excited. Y'all have a good day.